Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to Food Network Obsessed. This is the podcast where we dish on all things food with your favorite chefs, food influencers, and Food Network stars. I'm your host, Jamie Sire, and today we have a barbecue icon on the podcast to talk about his whole hog workout plan and his secret sauce to success. He is a James Beard award-winning chef, Southern pitmaster, restaurateur, and judge on Barbecue Brawl. It's Rodney Scott. Rodney, welcome to the podcast. I have to tell you, trying your barbecue is on my bucket list. And I'm sure I'm not probably the first person to tell you that. Is that kind of like a surreal thing to hear? It is. It is. And it never gets old. You know, I hear it all the time. People say, I got to come and see what this barbecue is about. I got (laughs) to come and see this guy. Are you fictional or are you just a a, a real person? I want to know. And, you know, you get all kind of crazy questions. So I hear it all the time. Well, I love that. And you are real. I, I am I am looking at you over a computer screen. You are a absolute legend in the culinary world. Only the second pitmaster ever to receive a James Beard Chef Award, which just is an incredible accomplishment. What would 11-year-old Rodney, who was smoking whole pigs for his family's business in South Carolina, think of you today? He would say, man, you did it. Wow. <laughs> Here it is. You did something just to get to a basketball game. And (laughs) now you're somewhere out in the world, all over the place, doing these things with the very exact thing that you were asked to do for one day. What was this basketball game? Tell us the story. So we grew up in this small area and it was two schools. It was Battery Park and it was Hemingway. Mm. And the schools joined. So the only thing that was left was the junior highs. So every time these two teams played, it was like a rivalry. (laughs) This was the game you had to be at. Yes. So I didn't make the team that year. So I wanted to go to the game. And it was like Christmas holidays. We were at school break. And I wanted to get to this game so bad. So I asked my dad and he was like, you got to cook this hog first. (laughs) Really? It's all day. And 
that was a challenge. And I went to that game, our school lost, but mm-hmm. you know, I still remember that day so clearly. It was a little chilly outside. It was cooking out by the pits. Yeah, it was it was well worth it. <laughs> that, that, he would say, yeah, dude, it was it was worth it. You did it. You did it. You did it. You, you made it to the basketball game and, you know, a fire was lit, so to speak, under yes. you. What is your family's connection to barbecue? Like, how did it all begin? Well, you know, we farmed out in the country where I grew up. And my grandfather used to cook hogs, you know, throughout the end of the year everybody would celebrate in December. So back, say, I don't know, the early 70s, when I was able to remember my uncle, great uncle, he cooked hogs for my dad. And apparently this was a generational thing from him. Mm. And he taught my dad and my dad taught me. And it was, again, a chore that we had to do just about every week. But, you know, I, I was like, OK, why don't we do this barbecue thing every week? This one hog every week. What's going on? And apparently it was a thing. It was a I grew up learning that it was a, a big thing in my area. Why was it such a big thing? Like, why? Why was this like such a tradition? Well, you had a lot of family that would do reunions and weddings and graduation parties. And the whole hog was the easiest way to do that, because with the whole hog, you were allowed to feed so many people. And then you had leftovers the next day for breakfast where people would do pork and grits. So mm. it, it was huge. It was something everybody had on their farm and they were able to make things happen with this barbecue. For those who are unfamiliar, how would you describe or explain whole hog barbecue? So whole hog barbecue is just what it is. The whole hog. <laughs> the right? whole thing. <laughs> the, the entire thing. And it's clean, it's butterflied, and it's all, it's, when I say butterflied, it's cracked down the, the backbone, but not split in half. And it's cooked on one side with the meat side down, and then we flip it over. And then we crisp the skin and season it while the skin is getting nice and crispy. Mm-hmm. And you have loin, shoulder, you have belly meat, you have that bacon in there that everybody knows so well, <laughs> the ham. All these parts can come together, and, and that's what we describe as a whole hog. And it's all kind of mixed together, whether you're ordering it, you know, on its own or as a sandwich. It's describe like what what is like that one bite where you kind of get a little bit of every part of the hog? Like, what is that? Oh, man. (laughs) So that's that's the idea that whole hog, you get that one bite. Right. Mm -hmm. So you got a piece of the shoulder, some belly in there. You got loin, ham. You got all these different textures and all these like fatty sides and lean sides kind of mixed together. So when you bite into it, you're actually eating a whole hog that fits right in your hand. <laughs> say that one more time. A whole <laughs> hog that fits right in your hand. So you can hold it and still taste every cut of the animal without having to eat the entire thing. That is pretty incredible. And it is a magical bite for sure. As you mentioned, you, you went from smoking one whole hog a week to now like seven or eight a day. To what do you attribute your family's business and how it grew and became so popular in that area? You know, consistency is important. You know, that's one of the main things that we stick to. And my dad always did it on one day of the week, which was that Thursday. And every I remember here at six o'clock, the hog would be ready. (laughs) So every Thursday around six o'clock, people would show up to grab this sandwich. So that consistency of having it ready was one thing that made a big difference. And the other was my dad was workaholic. He did not believe in just taking breaks, you know, and vacations. And in a small town where everything was closed, we were one of the only places that were still open. 
with barbecue. Mm. And everybody would say, well, I didn't cook or I don't have enough. They would come and get barbecue from us. So the popularity began to grow throughout the holidays on, I didn't cook anything, but I know where I can go get some food. <laughs> and the word just spread. All the people visiting from out of town, they would show up on holidays because they knew that we had the barbecue. And of course, word of mouth and sharing it with their friends back wherever they came from. It, it, it just blew up from there. And this process, I mean, we've talked a little bit about it. Smoking a whole hog is is a long, <laughs> strenuous like labor of love. It involves a ton of walking back and forth. Can you kind of just describe what a day kind of tending to that hog is like? Well, you know, cooking a whole hog is, and like you said, it's strenuous. It's at least 12 hours. So the day starts with you got to get your fire going and your wood chopped and your fire going because we're making coals during this process. And then you got to prep your hog by pulling the belly fat out, you know, scoring the hams and the shoulders, getting that ready. Then this requires a little lifting because you got to lift it and throw it on the pit. <laughs> now, once that gets going, you got to start shoveling coals under the hams and the shoulders. And this is every 10 to 15 minutes for about 12 hours. Wow. So it's a lot of moving and shaking back and forth. You sit a lot, but you're actually working a lot. So it's it's ongoing process and you have to pay attention because... Things happen. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, you know, a little flare up here and there. Fire may show up, you know. Maybe so you burn the whole attention. place down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay attention. You don't want to burn the place down. <laughs> I mean, how did you handle that as a young kid? That seems like a lot of work for an 11-year-old. As a young kid, how did I handle it? Sugar. <laughs> okay. Sugar. We all know the energy of a child because we've all been there. Mm -hmm. And when you add sugar to that diet, you were just wide open. So because we had the variety store, there was always access to a soda pop. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and Mountain Dew used to have this bottle and this guy on it. And we used to like pop the Mountain Dews like nothing. And the sugar would kick in and <laughs> the, the, the natural child energy. And then you're zip zip all day long. And you're throwing the wood in the barrel and you're shoveling coals and you're paying attention, checking the hog. But still yet, you're running around. You might find something to do in between, play a game or something while you're cooking because it was just a lot of sugar going on. <laughs> how, well, okay, so how do you do it now? Is it is it still sugar or is it just no, no, years and no, years no. of stamina? <laughs> between the body and the doctor, they're saying back off the sugar, take it easy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's more of stamina and excitement than anything rather than sugar. <laughs> rather than sugar. Yeah. I mean, what was the moment where you knew you wanted to, you know, pursue this as a career, not just like do it because you wanted to go to a basketball game later that day? So I got to tell you, my junior year, my math teacher said my grades weren't good enough for me to skip my senior year. So she hmm. says, I'm going to hold you back and keep you. So she did. And we had economics and government coming up the next year in our senior year, which was a tough class. I took economics and government in summer school mm. because I did. I wanted to get my unit so I can play around my senior year. Fast forward in economics and government, I'm learning about supply and demand. Mm. And I said, <laughs> you know what? No matter what you do in society, you're going to eat. And what we do is provide to the consumer food. So I said, you know what? I can make a career of this and always have a job if I cook barbecue. Mm. That's when I said, I'm going to take this thing to the next level and figure it out as much as possible to where I always have a job and I'm always able to provide whatever I need. And I said, this is what I know and understand. This is what I need to do. 
<laughs> a very smart businessman, Rodney Scott, at, <laughs> at 17 or whatever age that was. What do you love about the job in, in terms of just being able to provide that food? Like you said, feed people. One of the biggest things I love about the job is meeting people and mm. showing them your, your, your product giving them your food and telling them, this is my story. This is how I learned it. This is what I do. And it's, it's exciting to always just connect with people through that barbecue experience because they tell you how they do it. You tell them how you do it and you get to show them and discuss it. And it's, it's never ending. It goes on and on and on. You're constantly meeting all these great people through this thing called barbecue. Mm -hmm. So that, that's one of my favorite things about it. Just sharing, you know, knowledge and, and creating new relationships with people through barbecue. Well, you have a lot of opportunities to do that because your restaurant, Rodney Scott's Barbecue, has multiple locations now across yes. South Carolina, Alabama, Georgia, soon Tennessee. What skills and techniques did you learn early on in those you know years that we were talking about that have kind of made its way into the pit at your establishments now? And, and how much of it have you kind of made your own? Common senses, to be <laughs> honest with you. Yeah. So when we cooked in Hemingway, we didn't have the, the gauges and all these different things. We would touch and feel the hog to know when it was done. We would pull a bone out or twist it to know when it was cooked all the way through. And now I go to the restaurant and I tell the guys, I was like, hey, you know, where are we here? And they would say, well, the hog is almost done. And I would show them that if I touch it, no, you need more time here. This one's not done. And he, they would be like, how do you know that? <laughs> and then I explain it to them. Also, listening is something I learned cooking in Hemingway that we needed to pay attention to because if it's dripping real fast, that means you're about to have a flare up or it's way too hot. Mm. Smelling. Knowing what stage you're at when you smell the hog cooking or whether it needs to be fired up or whether or not you've completely screwed up and didn't keep the fire up hot enough and it's gone. Mm. It's just you have to throw it out. Ugh. So <laughs> I would have to say the common sense is the smelling, the, the, the touching. Those are the things that I've incorporated still into the restaurant. My pit masters now, they'll look at the gauge and see what temperature it is. I'll lay my hand on it and tell them whether it's hot or not. Whether it's hot <laughs> enough or not. What what is the Rodney Scott difference that makes your barbecue stand out above the rest, you think? I think one of the things that makes us so different is consistency. And we do it with a vinegar style of sauce that's mm. not so overwhelming with vinegar. And we also use a lighter smoke where it's not a heavy smoke on it, but it's just just medium, a light smoke that's on the barbecue with a nice vinegar taste that's appealing and not overwhelming. And the perfect combination of some cayenne pepper in there that just makes it all balance so perfectly. Oh, man. my I think my stomach just growled. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go to work so fast after this. <laughs> and you are actually transitioning your restaurants from more of like a fast, casual, traditional barbecue to, to full service. When, yeah. when a lot of people are kind of doing the opposite right now. Why, yeah. why the switch? You know, I wanted to do the switch and we tried it. And it just just, it just felt a little different, you know, and... and we, we had some guest feedback that says, oh, man, we just love the simple walk in and order. And I said, you know what? Let's let's stick to it. So we, we also decided to kind of let's stay with fast casual. Oh, you're staying and, with it now. OK, uh, yeah, we decided to kind of stick with it. You know, we tried one restaurant with it and it seems like it was a lot of moving parts and, and you know, trying to figure it out and couldn't quite settle in the way that we wanted it to. Yeah. So we decided to just kind of stay where we are. 
I mean, as a business person, you know, how important is it for you to to listen to your customers, you know, and one thing that you thought might have been the the better move maybe wasn't and and you and you kind of went with that. Oh yeah, you definitely got to listen to your customers. I still remember this one lady, oh, she wore me out about it. <laughs> and now we're friends. Yeah. We are now friends, me, her and her husband and I'm ready to meet them and their children oh my because gosh. they've since we connect, they text me, we talk about their road trips and their barbecue experiences in different areas. So it it kind of did what we wanted it to do with one person <laughs> more than it did the entire, <laughs> you know, area that we tried to full service in. So it, it was still a win-win. I love that. I mean, in your opinion, what what is the perfect way to enjoy your whole hog barbecue? The perfect way to enjoy our whole hog barbecue is with friends, families, neighbors, have conversations, find out, you know, tell me how your day was while I pull this rib, you know, <laughs> to be, let's, let's discuss your next endeavor. If you wished over this pulled pork sandwich, uh, all of those things, you know, make a difference with me. The perfect way is with people, of course. Coming up next, Rodney gives us a scoop on the newest season of barbecue brawl and what he looks for in naming a master of Q. 
And then, you know, you get the call for season two and, and you're a part of it. And I'm like, wow, the show made another season. That means it's popular. It's great. And they, they're inviting me. I'm yes, absolutely. And now people, that's all people talk about when they see me. Really? Barbecue brawl, barbecue <laughs> brawl. I seen you on the network and they're excited. And now it seems like a, a whole new thing. People are, are watching more and more of it. They're watching repeat shows over and over, even though they know the results. <laughs> they're telling me that they're recording the full season. So now it's a thing. It's a daily conversation to where when the first season came, people were like, did you see that show? And now <laughs> it's like everybody knows it. It's grown wow. in popularity and discussions. I love it. Why do you think that, you know, barbecue in general has just such this draw for people, whether it's on TV or or eating it in person? You know, I think barbecue is such a big draw because there's so many people doing it so many different ways. Mm -hmm. You have what a lot of people like to call weekend warriors who experiment at home and then they create these dishes and share with their neighbors. And then you have all these people with different techniques and backgrounds that they like to show off, if you will. Then you have the ones that just like to relax and enjoy somebody else's cooking in the backyard or wherever they throw a barbecue. It's just something special about it. You you light a grill and people are going to just swarm in like <laughs> like moths to a flame. They just show up, you know, whether they can be in there or not. They just show up and say, do I have to pay to get in? Or can I just <laughs> hang out? So it's appealing in so many different ways as far as hanging out with people, sharing recipes, it's, you know, experiences. It's It can't be beat. <laughs> it really does bring people together from all walks of life, all parts of the country. And speaking of which, this season takes place on location in California for the first time. Yes. How did that location really shape the challenges and flavors this season? Well, you know, the challenges and flavors were, were shaped up this season differently. Of course, California is different. You're on the West Coast, so you had different styles that were pretty much sort of Western styles if you will, kind of kind of presented to us. And, you know, barbecuing is always outside mm -hmm. and you have to deal with the elements in certain parts of California, as we know, can be either foggy, chilly or just dry. Mm -hmm. So the environment made a big difference. And we also played parts of the local. You always want to include some of the local dishes, if you will. <laughs> and you want to kind of pay homage to the locals when you're out there. In California, it was a different environment. Totally different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I you think of California, I guess barbecue doesn't always necessarily come to mind. But when you kind of dive a little bit deeper, you know, Santa Maria barbecue, I think, is obviously yes. probably the most well known from from that area. How would you describe that style of barbecue? You know, that Santa Maria style is it's so different. I love the Santa Maria grill, the way that it's made and the way you can raise it up and down. And it's, it's like open fire cooking, open fire grilling. And you can do so many things, if, especially if you have an iron skillet with you. You can just throw that on top and do some mm. sides and veggies. So I like the Santa Maria grill. And if you're one person that can't stand smoke in your eyes, that grill is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be some Santa Maria tri-tip tri making an appearance on the show? Uh, yes. It's going to be a tri-tip. Not going to give any details, but it's uh, definitely yeah. going to be a tri-tip. I know. We got to tease the people and give them reason yes. to watch. Yes. Aside from flavor, what other qualities are you specifically looking for in naming a master of Q? You know, in naming a master of Q, I always look for a person that's confident with their product. Somebody who can cook and say, 
this is what I did. This is my dish. And also I look for that person who doesn't mind the critique of, I wish you had a little bit more of spice here or a little less smoke here. That person who can take that critique and build off of it. Also that person with creative tips and techniques that they brought from their childhood and their experiences that they just include in their barbecue dish and presentation. Because I've, I've witnessed some of the best. Oh my goodness. These, <laughs> these folks are amazing. I mean, speaking of which, you are the expert you know, on the show, but what have you learned from some of these competitors over the years? I've learned that there's a lot of different styles that's been introduced to me as a judge <laughs> that as a child growing up, I'd never seen and heard of. I've witnessed people doing desserts on a grill. And I, I remember mentioning that to my mama and she was like, what? <laughs> and you, you, you see these, these, these pit masters, they're doing their things that I've never seen before. And they're giving me these flavors that I've never experienced in a smoky fashion. And it's like, y'all are amazing. <laughs> but, but you still try to keep a straight face because you're judging. Yeah. And you bite into it and it's, it's amazing. And you're like, gosh, that was good. But, you know, I can't say it out loud right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've learned that it's even though I'm considered the expert, there's still always different ways to experience barbecue. Yeah. How competitive does it get on the show? Oh, on the show, it gets very competitive. <laughs> it gets very competitive. You, you're, you're thinking you're going to go this direction and all of a sudden you may see something go that direction and what you expect may not be. Mm. It's, 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 Hey, you got to be ready. You got to pay attention. You got to remember, and maybe you need to watch like the previous show and then go to the next one again <laughs> to learn who's in charge and what's going on because it gets pretty intense. Who Who's more competitive, the actual competitors or like Bobby and the other team captains? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Bobby and the other team captains. <laughs> fun, though. It's so much fun. What is it like working with Bobby? Oh, it's fun working with Bobby. We laugh all day long. He's just Bobby. You know, he's cooking. <laughs> he's doing his thing. He's competing. Every now and again, we're out there clowning. We We have a ball. I love yeah. working with Bobby. I love hanging <laughs> out with Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> In his element out there, I'm sure yes. it doesn't feel like work for anybody out there. For you personally, how does it feel to just amplify your love and passion for barbecue with the entire world on a show like this? Oh, it's so surreal. It's so surreal. You know, you cook a whole hog for 12 hours. Sometimes you're sitting there and your mind wondering, your imagination goes crazy. And I remember saying, man, I wish I was famous. <laughs> and, and some nights we would have a little black and white TV and we'd be watching TV. Then you see shows while we're cooking and you'd be like, man, what's it like to be on TV? And now you're <laughs> on TV doing the exact same thing that you've learned. And, you know, it's 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 so surreal, like hard to believe that daydreaming and wishing and now living it out and seeing the folks that you saw on TV and you're working alongside them. It's, it's great. It's unbelievable. And now I'm sure that there's other people like you as kids watching yourself on TV and, and thinking that exact same thing. Do you ever think about that? Yes, I do. Which is why, uh, you know, I, I came up with this thing. I travel with headphones on and 
I usually take one off in the airport in case somebody just wants to say hello, because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's important to let them know that, hey, this is what I'm doing and you see me doing, you can do it too. And especially kids. Mm. Man, we had a crew of kids that showed up in the restaurant yesterday and you would think I was one of them. (laughs) We, we We just have a ball and letting them know that keep dreaming, you can do whatever you want. And when I see people and they say, man, how do you do this? I'll be like, yo, go do it. Have fun. Watch Barbecue Brawl. You'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is an absolute blast to watch you, you know, in your element doing what you love. And of course, you know, sharing the the love of barbecue with everybody who will listen. So we are so looking forward to the show. We are going to finish things off with a little rapid fire round. And then we have one final question for you that we ask everybody here on the podcast. All right. So rapid fire questions. Settle it once and for all. What state has the best barbecue? The state that has the best barbecue, hands down, is every state that has Rodney Scott's barbecue. (laughs) Is that a fair answer? Great answer. I love it. (laughs) You get to pick one barbecue side. What's it going to be? Potato salad. Potato salad. That I love so much because I like to finish it off with a little cayenne or rib Mm. rub on top. Give it a little spice and that mayo mixed in. It's perfect with any smoked meat. That sounds, I love a potato salad. Your advice for someone attempting to smoke a whole hog for the first time. If you feel afraid, stay away. Call me. (laughs) But have fun with it. If you do invite friends over, make sure you have at least 50 people coming because you're going to feed a lot of people with that. You're going to have a lot of pork. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Your favorite food establishments in Charleston that are not your own. Favorite food establishments in Charleston. Oh, man. Ordinary, we go to a lot. That's with Mike Lotta. Fig also, Mm. Mike Lotta. I tend to go to halls every now and again for a steak. Okay. Wow. Nana's Seafood and Soul food truck. Okay. Oh, my God. You did that. What do you get there? Everything. (laughs) We get garlic shrimp. We get fried lobster. We get fried crabs. We get crab legs. And he has this pineapple sweet tea. Wow. (laughs) If you're sensitive to sugar, stay away. But it is amazing. (laughs) There's so many places I eat in Charleston. I just found this pizza spot called Iggy's. That's great. Okay. Hero Donuts and Buns, which is, you know, a member of our restaurant group. That's when I'm feeling like a fat kid. I go get a burger and a donut. (laughs) Love that. There's so many great places in Charleston that that you can go to. We'd be here all day if I had to name them all. But I love them. Love them. Well, I'm definitely taking notes for for whenever I get there. Your your place is first on the list, but I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna incorporate those as well. Yeah. So appreciate we appreciate that. that. Your favorite Southern phrase. Manners will take you where money never will. I love that. Manners. Good manners. Yes. Spice you cannot live without. Cayenne pepper. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. You know why? <laughs> it's so flavorful. And this guy educated me on it years after using it. He says, you know, that's like an herb that's great for your blood flow. Oh. And I was like, yes. And (laughs) I remember when I went to go pick out my truck, cayenne was one of the colors. (laughs) Yes. So obviously you got that one. I drive. Yes. (laughs) Cayenne truck. I love that. (laughs) Grill tools you absolutely have to have. Grill tools, I absolutely have to have long tongs because sometimes the direct heat can be tough on the knuckles. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, the long tongs, you want to have a spoon just in case. I don't care whatever it is you're cooking. A, a grill spatula. What else? Oh, and a little table by the grill to hold my drink. 
<laughs> yes. What's what's the drink of choice these days? Not Mountain Dew? No, no, not Mountain Dew. I kind of <laughs> cut the sugar loose a little bit. You know, I still sneak a little sweetness every now and again. But uh, the drink of choice is usually an adult beverage, probably a little bourbon or, or beer sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's a long day. You got to settle in. All right. Our last question is not rapid fire. You can take as long as you want on this one. And the question is, what would be on the menu for your perfect food day? So we want to hear, you know, what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. There are no rules. You can travel, time travel, spend absurd amounts of money. It is it is your day. And yeah, just have at it. I'm about to give you three pounds. Watch I this. love it. <laughs> you wake up, scrambled okay. eggs, bacon, right? Mm-hmm, of course. Grits Cr- if you're on a Sunday. <laughs> Only Sunday? If you're leaving the club or partying all <laughs> night, you know, that's just breakfast. And depending on if you're driving too far or not, you know, maybe some pineapple juice because I like a little sweet juice mm. more than anything. Pineapple or apple juice. Okay. Okay. That's breakfast. And if we go to lunch, we're going to find us a nice smash burger. Yes. With cheese. Love a smash burger. Crinkle cut fries that are cooked crispy a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, enough to enjoy. For dinner, we're going to push it over to a bone-in ribeye. Oh, wow. Probably some loaded mashed potatoes or some Brussels sprouts. Believe it or not, I do vegetables (laughs) now, thanks to Barbecue Brawl, introducing the vegetables. (laughs) Um... And dessert will probably be either ice cream or apple pie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that sounds that sounds like a fantastic food day. I might have to uh, to steal some of those. I mean, I've had th- some great food days. Oh my goodness! I used to go get the whole apple pie. <laughs> I lived alone. Remember the frozen ones that you could just like stick in the oven? Yep. I would stick it in the oven, and it would. I would go through that pie in like I think a day. I would eat some that <laughs> night, and the next day I would be finishing it off. For breakfast. <laughs> yes. I lived alone. Nobody can tell me different. So Exactly. You're an adult. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, no, that sounds like a fantastic food day, and we are so excited for the next season of Barbecue Brawl. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was Thank so you. great chatting with you. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you. catch Rodney on Barbecue Brawl's 90-minute premiere Monday, July 10th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Food Network. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. We love it when you do that. That's all for now. We'll catch you foodies next Friday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.